0: you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement but don't even know if it's enough to live off of how much is enough how often are you thinking about it the team at JPEG's financial group can help set your mind at ease we specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial educational and investment needs we help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies you deserve a personal tailored plan Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC, is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Joe McGuire. He is James Batisti. Thanks so much for joining us. Tonight we discuss Joe Biden's first year in office. We're going to grade him on a variety of topics. We'll hear the man in his own words and relive a couple of moments that he experienced this past year. Now, James, um, I know you've got a lot to say. I'm going to just delve right into this. This past week, Mitch McConnell pointed out that Joe Biden won the presidency a year earlier because people didn't want the instability that the Trump administration brought. He said America did not elect Joe Biden to change the wheel, just to bring some calm to America, no socialism, no Green New Deal. Just don't be Trump. And if that's the bar that we have set for Joe Biden, might I say, he's killing it. Uh, he is not Trump. Here's the other thing, James. Right now, no one's talking about the border. That 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 seems to have started to resolve itself. Things have improved since November. Uh, that was a hot story then. Obviously, November and, and and that generally is a big story in November, and then in December and January, uh, like the caravan, we just sort of forget. Uh, In regards to COVID, Biden kept the Trump-era emergency policy that automatically expels almost every undocumented migrant seeking entry into our country, completely bypassing natural immigration laws and protections. In early December, the U.S. and the Mexican governments announced that they would reinstate the policy and send all would-be asylum seekers to Mexico. While they await their trial. So check and check. The stock market's up 18%. Yes, gas is expensive. Grocery store shelves are sometimes bare. But hey, that's capitalism at its best. Supply and demand. Um, The number of dead Americans from COVID-19 surpassed 846,000. During uh, Trump's final 10 months in office, 425,000 people died from COVID during or under Biden leadership, I should say, 421,000 Americans have died, which means Candace Owens is a liar. Uh, But more more good news, no federal mask mandate. That's cool. But we will eventually make an honest woman out of Candace when 4,000 more Republicans die from COVID. Who these martyrs will be? I don't know. Now, you might (laughs) not think Joe Biden is doing a good job, and you're right, he's not. And you might, think that he's failing in his attempt to unite the country but there sir I disagree he's created a national rallying rye let's go Brandon Uh, I think everybody at this point uh, uh, James everybody seems to enjoy that even even if you like Biden I think people uh, I think people enjoy that a little bit
1: I gotta take a step back towards campaign a little bit right back in 2020 um like for example reporting 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight numbers that I'm going to share from you I'm pulling right off the CDC website like as we speak. Um but even so, even if your numbers that you gave were correct by his own admission, he should have bowed out 200,000 people ago. So, I don't know where uh uh where that, where that's going to go from there? But uh, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the migrants that you brought up, and the only reason why we're not talking about the 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 caravans coming up from Mexico is because the Supreme Court made Joe Biden's administration administration reinstate the remaining Mexico policy. If there so wasn't a Supreme Court back? decision on that, there. Would still be there, would still be hundreds of thousands of people coming across that border, right? So, whether it be you know, uh, uh the border crisis, the uh, Afghanistan debacle, the inflation rate, supply chain crisis, whatever it may be, the who's got buyer's remorse. And that should have been good everybody. Question.
0: And if you look at the latest yeah.
1: polls,
0: it is. I don't know what poll you're looking at. Um, I know his approval rating. I, I think I saw today was at 44, and that's from like a, a legit news organization. That's not from uh, some of your some of your uh, some of your websites. But um, the fact of the matter is, James, he, he hasn't done There's a good a job. Uh, right. it, it, they they definitely haven't, but. The reason why nobody has buyer's remorse is, like Mitch McConnell said, it's not Donald Trump. Joe Biden, honestly, at the end of the day, hasn't done anything terrible. There, there's nothing you could really be like, well, there was that disaster because there really, there really hasn't been. And, you know, we could talk about that Keystone Pipeline, a project that was just on paper. Nobody lost a job. I mean, none of that is true. So he's done a he's done a poor job. I think, and we'll grade him on 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 some areas of concern. But you're right, two hundred twenty thousand dead Americans is his own mouth. That person shouldn't be president. He's doubled that number, uh, in in one year's time. Absolutely. that's stunning. Buy, so by his own admission, oh. yeah. I mean, that's a problem. Oh, you know, man, that, that definitely water. is a problem. All right, so uh, Joe Biden... And, so, and you know speech- what, Joe?
1: I really want to talk... I really... Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Because I think no, I know where then. you're going next.
0: Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, he, he spoke earlier, uh, yeah, or yesterday, I, re- I should say. What do you got, James? Go ahead.
1: So, I, I, again, I want to go back to these numbers that you brought up about Trump having more. And, I, you know, I got to get this out there right away. I am not a Trump supporter. However. I'm looking at the CDC website, tailing for the deaths from 2020, all deaths involving COVID-19, 385,000 and some change. During 2021, I have 451,000 and some change. So I don't know where you're getting those numbers. I'm looking at the CDC website right now, deaths involving COVID-19. Biden has
0: more. Bye. Close to a hundred thousand now. Well, uh, don't forget, COVID was only ten months of Trump's term. It was the last ten months, and it really didn't get going until May. So, you know, again, I, I, we could, we could play the percentage game. It, here's the thing. Listen. Whether whether you uh, think that he's got more deaths now or, or, or he does it, the fact of the matter is, is when the election happened, there was about six hundred twenty thousand dead Americans. And now we're talking about an additional two hundred ten thousand people have died. That's hugely problematic. Now, um, he's the president of the United States. So this is on him. I told you before, and I think we talked about it in the last Mark episode, or episode before that. Yeah, you know, listen, he should have. And I hate to say this, he should have reached out to Donald Trump earlier than he did, and 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 tried to get Trump to come out on behalf of the vaccine. He could have given him all the credit in the world for it, and and we probably wouldn't be where we are with the COVID situation that we're in. So again, this falls on his leadership.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, they created a vaccine problem. And not just that, but the, the Democratic Party as a whole created a vaccine problem, like we said last episode, by telling everybody not to trust it, by telling everybody they're not going to take it if Trump develops it. They they sabotaged their
0: own plan before it even came to fruition. Yeah, but you know the, the difference really is who were they telling? They were telling people who were going to get a vaccine that they weren't going to get vaccinated. Um, and we all knew they were, and they all have. On the other side, you had them saying, "Don't get a vaccine," and they all went and did, which to me is just, I think slightly more destructive. But again, and you and I've talked about this a whole bunch, but this this thing shouldn't be political. This is the most this is the stupidest argument I think we've ever had as a country. And simply because of the mistrust on both sides, this is what we've done to ourselves. Absolutely,
1: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. This should not be a discussion. There, there, I mean, it's it's dumb. I I I am glad you use that word because you're absolutely right. It is stupid that we have to talk about whether or not people get a vaccine for a during a pandemic. It's stupid, but because of the freaking political parties. And I put an S on that because of them in trying to get votes, and that's all they truly care about. They made it a political issue. They made it a you us versus them, a you versus them. They they I don't know why they put people. I do know why. All right, it's a rhetorical question here. But why do they pose people against each other? Why do they do that? If it's rhetorical, I have the answer, Joe. And it's despicable. It's a hundred percent despicable. But I, I'm digressing here. We're talking about Biden, not the entire Democratic Party.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Joe Biden did speak. He uh, he slightly defended his presidency. Let's take a look. Yes. Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the
1: case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the
0: election. I think you're going to see the people were trying to keep from being able to show up, showing up and making. It- all right. So uh, he says, and there, I think there is some truth to this, but he says that basically there are people who were trying to use this divisiveness over COVID like they have over the last five, six, eight years uh, with all these different things the election's pretty far off. I don't know that it's having a huge impact right now. I think if you were going to try to set Biden up to fail, you're probably waiting until October of 2023. You're probably not going to do that now. That's probably not going to help you today, but interesting, you know, that, that again, Biden, I don't know. Like there's there's one of the things I hoped for, and I said I would call the guy out if he didn't do it, and that is own up to things and and, and to not try to play word games and him and, and uh his press secretary, uh Jen Pataki. Jen I, I, I I I tell you I can't I can't stand those two. Uh and and, and the, the way they act and you know I understand that the right wing media can be difficult just like the left-wing media was difficult on Donald Trump that's that's part and parcel it's what comes with the territory the the pettiness that comes out of those two at times infuriates me because again you're the you know, I really
1: disliked Jen Psaki at first right I did I disliked her but now I really feel sorry for her that she has to like every day, she's got to stand up there and cover up some of freaking Joe's gaffes. You know, I feel sorry for her. I do. And it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough to look at all those reporters and cameras right in the eye and be like, oh, no, what he meant to say was <laughs> every day she's he's doing something like that. I feel sorry for it. I do. Just like when you know? was the I mean, last
0: time we had a press secretary who you respected and admired? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's it's the worst job to have it really is that is the worst job oh
1: my god yeah i would not you know i like i said i disliked her at first but now you know i respect her for what she's doing because i don't want that job i would never want that job but i do i feel sorry for her because you know she has to cover up yes Sander. Yes, absolutely. We can all agree that Joe Biden is not all there. And that's why Jen has got a cover for him. I feel bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to slightly disagree. I mean, I I definitely think this guy struggles. I definitely think, uh, you know, anybody at that age and under that kind of pressure, you're definitely, you know, and and I will say this. I'll admit he's definitely regressed. In his capacities, as far as I can tell, but as far as not being there, I I would I would disagree with that. I think we're a ways off from that. And look, it's I think it's the same thing with Trump. I think when you're talking about guys in their late seventies, you you should expect old. there to be what moments if, where
1: Biden's going to be eighty-one if he runs for re-election. He'll be eighty-one.
0: Yeah, like, I, I remember no. when Ronald Reagan was 70 when he got elected, and it was like, whoa, way too old, you know? Right? Yeah. I, I, that's I right. Know. Yeah, this is 81 years old. 81 that's that's frightening. Guys.
1: Come on. I yeah. Mean,
0: you, you can see it.
1: You can see that he's not, like, his memory is not coming up as fast. He's still got some of his memory. Like, yeah, at least he remembered Bernie Sanders' name in his speech. But it took him a little while well, to recall
0: that, I, can't I just see. was having a—I was just having a, a good laugh bit. the other day, recalling when Donald bit. Trump called—he uh, called, uh, <laughs> he called uh, uh, Steve Jobs, Steve Apple. <laughs> That's how yeah. the old mind works, <laughs> you know. You make your associations and you throw yeah, that. You stuff know, out but, I
1: mean, yeah, Joe Biden is declining, right? He is. He's declining, but you know what? I, I'm we're we're here to talk about his first year, right? And what he's done and stuff like that. And Joe, I gotta tell you, all he done all he's done for me is divide this country even more. By doing what? By coming out and hold on, I got another quote for you here. I wrote it down. Oh, here it is. Uh think about this. What a republic. What are they for for? That's not divisive at all, is it? Or how about this one? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Comparing everybody that doesn't agree to him to Bull Connor to uh, uh, all these other racists. and f- That's not inclusivity there, Joe. That's saying if you don't agree with me, I'm going to call you names. <laughs> I'm just going to call you names like we're back in the playground
0: yeah well, you know me <laughs> um, I do i i well listen i here's he, we, we, if we want to talk about how divisive this guy is, I will at least point out he doesn't speak of us as in red and blue states that he understands at the very least that he's the president of all the fifty states, even the ones he didn't win. And I do think that that's a step in the right direction for America.
1: You know what? I agreed with you right up until he called me George Wallace, John Lewis, <laughs> Jefferson Davis. I mean, right up until then. Look at me. Do I do I look like a racist? I mean, honestly, do I look like a Jefferson Davis, Bull Connor? Do I? I mean, right up until he called me that, I was you know I was rooting for
0: him. So let me ask you this you um you're taking issue with some of the mean things joe biden said no i'm taking issue with the fact that his state of delaware
1: <laughs> has the same or if not stricter freaking voting laws than the new law in georgia but is calling people in georgia racist The fact that his state is harder to vote in than the new laws in Georgia is ridiculous.
0: So this is funny. Uh, We got this question just popped up. Do you guys see a problem with the average age of people sitting in the chair of government 65 plus? Do you think it would benefit if we got younger and newer? Now, uh, last week, I suggested that's a great idea. James, on the other hand, didn't like the idea of young, new people. And as I've, I've thought about that all week, and I can't help but think that you feel that way because younger, newer people are generally left and progressive. Is that about right? You're no. nodding your head. I nailed it. No, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> absolutely not. I don't care what your politics are. I don't, and you know this about me, right? You know that I don't care what your politics are, right? But I think younger People, Not this generation, just younger people in general are more impetuous, more spontaneous. They're not as reserved. They're not as calculated as older people with some experience. That's my point. You if you have a 15 year veteran compared to a one year rookie, that 15 year veteran is going to look at things a little bit different and probably with a little calmer, a little bit more, you know, with experience than that one year guy.
0: Do you realize that since George Bush Jr. was in office, Congress has never pulled higher than 25%? I mean, it is infamously disliked. And you could go back to 2004. I'll give you one better. We'll go back to the Clinton administration. There are a lot of the same people. Who were in charge then on both sides, who are still yeah. the still the obstructionist presence that they are today. That I have serious issues. So I'm with. assuming you're talking like I'm assuming you're like, how could Mitch
1: McConnell be surprised at the Trump impeachment hearing when he stayed in
0: on the Clintons? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look for, you know, for those guys, dude, this is this is like and, and and you just said it. They're very strategic. OK, things that Joe Biden said 20 and 30 years ago are not things Joe Biden says today. Same thing with Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, any of these guys that have been there for 20, 30 years. Yeah, it, it's a game for them. And they, you know, uh, Perfect example. Let's talk about Lindsey Graham. For many years, Lindsey Graham was amongst my favorite senators, the distinguished gentleman from South Carolina. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Like, there's something ain't right there. Okay. There must be a P tape of that guy or something because his behavior has become so far from the norm. This is a guy you could go back two, three, five years ago, and you'll find him having said something completely different than the things that he says today. Go back 30 years ago. You're talking about during the Clinton impeachment. He was outraged by that. So, I don't know. It it, it seems like... We're talking about... about I I don't like people who have power and keep it for a long time because, again, you have power. Corruption just sort of goes right along with it. I absolutely. But
1: you know, when it comes to Lindsey Graham, all right? We we can take Lindsey Graham on a case by case basis here. Now, this is a guy who has come out and said, which I I don't like that Donald Trump is the Republican Party. He said this a couple weeks ago. Donald yeah. Trump is the leader and the face of the Republican Party. So for Lindsey Graham, Recognize that. Say that out loud. It's a strategic move. So how many people in the state of South Carolina love Donald Trump? So he's placating to that base. It's all about votes. And on top of it, on top of it, did you see the Saturday Night Live skit with a Kavanaugh hearing? He, it it made perfect sense. They pegged Lindsey Graham in that. He's just trying out for a cabinet position for Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. So, Uh, So Lindsey Graham is still if you look at what he's doing for the state of South Carolina, it's still in line from what he's been doing. But now he's just playing that he's playing up the Trump mania. Right. He's falling into it as well.
0: My 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 greater point, again, is this is what happens when you've got a guy that's been in office since the Clintons lived at the White House. You're you're just you're asking for trouble i mean some of these guys are their their heads don't fit in the room they're they're at these hearings and they everything's a show and i mean it's like that for most people it really is but to, to me especially there's a lot of when it comes to mcconnell and schumer the grandstanding is agonizing you know hey let's you know again dude chuck schumer let's take this bill and bring it to the floor even though it's not going to pass. Do, do you guys not have anything better to do with your day than propose legislation that you know won't pass just so you could put it on the floor just so that it can fail? I, so I, I, can I don't understand that mindset. Yeah, let's get everybody on the record. We already know what it is. We already know. everybody knew If it was more popular, you might vote it, it. we it all... might have some support from the other side. Again, this is what I've been screaming for like a couple of years now. Because of the way these things are split, these two uh, legislative bodies, it's really hard to make things happen without using the executive pen. And we all want to get away from that. We don't like that. We don't want these guys doing that anymore. Bush abused it. Obama abused it. And Trump abused it. We want to nip that in the bud. But... And I felt bad for Obama when he was going through this. And I understand Trump being in the same boat. Is What do you do when you can't get anything done, but your job is to make things happen? Well, you're putting the president to do in that position. Do. I agree wholeheartedly, Joe. I agree wholeheartedly. I, right? So again, to me, it's a it's a foolish move by the minority party to completely dig your feet in the sand and not negotiate because you're going to lose anyway. You might as well get on board, try to get some of the crap pork out of the, out of these bills. You know, I read a whole bunch of stuff the other day. uh, uh, Joe Manchin for one was talking about like, dude, all the, all of the, it's the constant pork that the Democrats stick in the, everything
1: that's the and then they want to sit there and that's what the republicans are saying they're going they're going come on guys we don't need to spend 500 billion dollars on the freaking arts program in new york city and call it covert relief we don't need to do that it's stuff like that that the republicans oppose no Republican the freaking pose is giving to freaking people that need it. No Republican opposes giving out to programs that have already been freaking established. They don't. They they, they always vote to re, to refund these programs. They always get refunded. It's the other stupid shit right now that the Democrats that the Democrats are trying to pass through. Like, how are you gonna sit there as the president of the United States and say, I am not gonna tax anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars to pass this two trillion dollar freaking spending bill and then give your millionaire buddies tax breaks? People see that. People recognize and people are smart enough to know that Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute, something's not right here. What the hell just happened? I I don't like Get rid of the fucking pork and get shit done. Period. Period.
0: I want to address a comment here. Uh, Yeah, like Pelosi being strategic at insider trading and being worth $200 million with only $200,000 salary. Yeah, they really are strategic. Now, her husband owns an investment firm. Um, Nancy Pelosi, uh, that's that's not her money. So don't you sweat it. She makes $235,000 a year, uh, which she's made for uh about 28 years uh no my bad 34 years and uh yeah so let's here's the thing and this is super important and again and I I say this all the time if you're reading something that seems outrageous do yourself a favor look it up cuz that's what hey, I just You know did. what
1: bro, I got I I really really got to jump in here mm-hmm. you you just stated that Nancy Pelosi made
0: how much a year Two hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a year, same as all the other people uh, in Congress. Two hundred thirty-five
1: thousand dollars a year. And what is what does that come out a month? Let me let me do the math here real quick. That's almost ten grand a month, right? Yeah, That's a little more than that. A little more than ten grand a month. How much do the Democrats give out in welfare a month?
0: I don't know How much are their
1: means. social programs helping out a month per person? Right, it's not that much. It's not that much. And here's no, my point. No, it's definitely
0: not man. that much. Yeah.
1: Here, here's my point. They're there to serve the people, yet the people pay them a lot more than they're willing to give out to the people. I don't understand He's- that.
0: You're starting to sound like a socialist here. So you're saying you you want that money to sort of be evened out in in line with the people? No,
1: absolutely not. I'm not a I'm socialist. Just joking. Yeah, not I'm <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Listen, you know, here's the bigger. Uh, here's my bigger. No, but point. but listen, if 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 you're fine with the CEO who's getting a twenty five million dollar bonus. Uh while all of his employees are making thirteen dollars an hour how can you how can you point out what Nancy Pelosi's making or what these people are making in Congress I mean it's a job and it and it does need to be understand too these people uh have to live out of the state that they live in so that's that salary I don't think that salary is that obscene two hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year i don't I don't think it's obscene I
1: don't. But here's the point, man. This is my point in all of this. They should be more worried about the help than the money that they're making. But it always, always, always comes up on how much money they make, how much campaign this, how much campaign funding that. It always comes up for some reason. And it's a shame. It's an absolute crying shame. There should be not only provision or uh, new laws for, Term limits but there should also be Campaign campaign reform Meaning large corporations And unions are not allowed If you receive money From the government like unions do You should not be allowed To contribute to a campaign Period
0: So what if you are are a member of a Church that doesn't pay taxes Should they be able to preach from the pulpit Are they getting money from the government no, but they're not paying taxes, so they're basically getting a, a subsidy in the form of not paying taxes.
1: For religious you, exemption, see, is that what you're talking listen,
0: about? Separ- separation of church and state is one thing. First Amendment, you can't make laws prohibiting religion. Where When we we decided that religious our organizations would be tax exempt, what does that have to do with anything? That What does that have to do with the separation of church and state? I don't, I don't understand that. I don't see that being a thing at all. But again, my point is, is if you're not paying taxes or if you are taking some sort of government funds, you should mind your business and keep your strap shot.
1: I, uh, so we'll go back to the comment about your large corporations and CEOs. They're not getting money from the government. They're getting money from my pocket.
0: Right, and from but your they're pocket. also getting from money from. Pocket. They're also getting money from the government. Some in the form of um, stock buybacks, right? There's again, we talked about that, Amazon that the other is, day and the fact is, that they don't that they don't pay anything in taxes. Came transactional... out of Connecticut and everybody flipped out, and it's like, well, they don't pay anything. They literally don't pay any taxes, so no, they're not contributing literally to the town that they're in. It's a problem. I agree. I do.
1: Okay. I do. I I could take that. Do. Uh, taxes in this country have, have been a problem forever, right? I, I mean, it's been a problem forever. And by the way, seeing how we're on the t- topic of taxes, this is why we can't do the two uh, one, one Democrat, one Republican in one state to make up the Senate. That's exactly the reason why, by the way. Taxes, equal representation, you know, Blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. But it so is equal.
0: It's 50-50. You have that's to go off equal of as, group as a gets. It's, as equal as but it's not your, your <laughs> constituency <laughs> isn't broken <laughs> down 50-50. All right. That's listen, what, I was thinking way. about that
1: because I was always because I'm like, that's a good idea. But then I'm like, oh no, 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 you can't do that.
0: So that's why. <laughs> I still like it. Anyway. All right, listen. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a moment to uh to to think about Joe Biden's first year and, and maybe you want to think about something cool that happened, maybe you want to think about Afghanistan. Uh these two particular moments came right to mind for me. Uh, because I voted for Joe Biden. I have no I don't care though. Uh you could say he's terrible. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh so here's a couple of moments I hope you'll enjoy. Oh, that guy cracks me up. Uh yeah. Uh for anyone listening look. to the audio podcast, it was uh it was Biden stumbling up the stairs of Air Force One multiple times and uh, then famously falling asleep at the United Nations. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. James, so here's what we're gonna do. I thought we'd throw a couple of topics out there. Uh I don't I don't need a whole dissertation, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a topic. You tell me what you give him as a grade, okay? Let's Got start it. off with. Let's start off with the economy. I mentioned stock market's up eighteen percent under the Biden uh, administration. I realize there's been a a, a a supply chain problem, but all in all, I think things are going all right. Your thoughts? I'm going to give
1: Joe Biden a D on uh, maybe a c i'm going to give him a c on the uh, economy um up seven percent which is you know higher than it's been under any president that i can remember uh kind of brings him down from a b to a c now he likes to tote that uh uh, wages went up yes it did yay for you but it didn't keep up with inflation so we're still hurting down here joe so i'm going to go ahead and give him a d only because all he really needed to do joe was nothing at all the economy was on a trajectory to come back full strength but he interfered with that trajectory and now we have supply chain crisis now we have gas prices going through the roof now we have inflation at 7% so he gets a he, i'm going to give him a d plus there it is d plus a d plus all right
0: okay all right um very well uh, i've got a I've got a, a B plus I think he's done a decent enough job the supply chain problem uh obviously is is problematic his administration can certainly do more um and the gas prices you know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago he had um suggested they would tap into the oil reserves, which generally will get OPEC to lower their prices and then you don't end up having to tap into your reserves. they sort of call this bluff and gas prices are high. Again, for anybody anybody who doesn't understand how gas prices work, it's got nothing to do with the president. The president of the United States does not dictate uh, how gas prices work. That in mind, the prices are high, uh, and they called this bluff. That was poor. All right. Um, topic number two. Let's talk about, obviously, the um, elephant in the country, uh, that being COVID-19. You're great on Joe Biden's response both to the testing, the vaccine, getting it out there. What's his grade in dealing with that? I'm giving Joe Binding a B minus when it comes
1: to COVID. Um, he really did try his hardest to get out the vaccine and all the testing that he did. He uh, did the emergency, uh, 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 that emergency act there. I mean, he did everything that he could to get, to get this under control But here's the problem with that. Uh, It's a freaking virus. All right. There is no getting it under control. Like when he, I thought he was going to lose the election when he stood up and said, I am going to get the virus under control. And I'm like, you can't. It's a virus. It's here, guys. There's no eradicating a virus. I'm sorry. The the rhinovirus is still around. By the way, for people who don't know what the rhinovirus is, it's the common cold. We we haven't found a cure for the common cold. You expect us to eradicate COVID nineteen? Come on,
0: yeah. So hilarious.
1: But he is trying his hardest. He is trying to message more to get vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to give him a B.
0: That's awesome. I give him a D plus. I am immensely disappointed in the amount of deaths that have occurred. And while again, it's mostly Republicans dying older Republicans. And that's unfortunate. um, That's on his watch. And it's because, you know, grandpa Joe here isn't really getting the buy-in from people that we thought he would. I think, especially from elderly Americans, they don't trust that guy. And you can lay so much blame on Fox news and OAN, but, People can kind of see through things. And the fact that they're not buying in the Biden, that this vaccination rate is slowly going up. Um, I think it's a problem. I listen to a lot of the messaging from the CDC and from the health and human services department. I think it's poor. It's a lot of that, like why are we, we even the talking about to-
1: messaging from the CDC?
0: well because again who's writing that message they get like an
1: f minus minus if you can get oh
0: yeah like but again who's writing right now who is writing their talking points the democrats and you can tell it's why no one's interested the democrats are so bad at messaging it's not even funny and it's a big part of the reason why again i think most people i'm sure you know we talk about that fringe five percent i will bet you of that group of people who are against getting this vaccine for whatever reason I would bet at least or close to half of them it's simply because the liberals want you to do it and I think that's a really toxic brand for liberals because as, as hated as the conservatives are on the left if they came up with something that could save your life the liberals would take it you know what I mean like that's a deep seated <laughs> hatred of and mistrust, where these people are like, yeah, I don't know, I'd rather die. That's not good. Like that means that your party is really doing a lousy job. And I hate to say it, but it does all start at the top with Joe Biden. Nice. All, all right. right. We're yeah. real- let's talk. So
1: we went back and forth on this one. I
0: like it. I, I like it. I'm shocked by that, dude. I, I I wrote my grades down earlier today, and I'm like. I wonder where we'll be on these. Not even close. Let's talk foreign policy. It's a How virus. Race it's a dude? virus. There's nothing he can do. There's a lot he can do, and he hasn't done well doing it. <laughs> and again, like I said at the top of the show, if you would have asked Trump to get involved a year ago in helping them push that vaccine and maybe stop pushing the, the fake voter fraud, we'd be in a lot different place right now. He can still do it. You know that?
1: All he has to do, all he has to do is stand up on freaking some, any podium. I don't care. He can stand up on a freaking small child. doesn't matter. All he has to say is vaccines are like guns. You better get one and hope you don't need it. than need it and not get one.
0: If Joe Biden propped himself up on a child, James, that would be, that would be the (laughs) end of him. That would be. I'm weird. just saying that is just the first and- message, <laughs>
1: the, probably the best message that he could say right now. Seriously, you want to turn his whole campaign around, turn his whole his whole presidency, his whole presidency around? Just say that. I swear to God, that's all you got to say. Vaccines are like guns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You better have one and hope you're not need it. You don't need it.
0: Give me an overall, overall Give me an overall presentation grade on not just Joe Biden but the Biden administration. I'm going to give the entire
1: administration a D. And um the reason what's, what's really bringing down that administration is the vice president and Afghanistan. I don't want to leave this show tonight without talking about the epic failure and embarrassment that was Afghanistan. So the vice presidency is just non-existent. I mean I don't know what she's done. I don't know what all governments have done except try to push legislation that may or not be good for the country. I haven't decided yet, but I haven't read the whole thing yet. I am. I am. I'm knee-deep in it right now, but they're getting a D.
0: They they should get a D. They're just not doing enough. So uh, Kamala Harris' approval rating is pretty much in line with Biden's. It's not good. And I have seen uh, some left-leaning publications that have sort of expressed the same thing you have as in, what what is she doing? I think a lot of people thought because of the fact that maybe Joe didn't have all his faculty, she might be more involved. But she has been virtually non-existent. I would definitely agree with that. And 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 you know, you know me when it comes to Afghanistan, I'm and I do hold Trump partially responsible for that. You know this, but it, again, at the end of the day, the commander in chief that afternoon was Joe Biden. And the fact of the matter is, is Joe Biden and his generals took the word of the most vicious terrorist group in the world. Literally took their like, oh, you guys won't attack us until we leave. Great. (laughs) Come on. What are you guys, morons? So, yeah, I, you know, and personally, and I've told you this and, and, and you may speak as much as you want on Afghanistan tonight. But I think I, I don't think that mission is even close to being over. I think we should have really stayed there and really helped that. I mean, that country has instantly fallen into chaos and it's a definite human rights crisis happening in that country. That is definitely gonna and it's too bad. You know I mean, listen, this thing started with Bush. It ran through Obama with Biden as his VP. It, it ran through Donald Trump. It ends with Joe Biden and the stain of that legacy. I think because of his involvement early on and on the back end of it, th- this is going to, I think when you look at history, James, I think this is going to end up being, even though, you know, there was a response to 9-11, it started out as Bush's war, and this is going to end up being more associated with Biden when we read about this to our grandkids.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, I, uh, unfortunately I, I really do agree with you. You know, what do they say? It's, there's an old saying, it takes, uh, one good th- or one bad thing, to destroy a hundred good things and a hundred good things to erase one bad thing. Right. So this is the one bad thing in my, uh, this is the worst thing in my opinion when it came, came to this 20 year war. But, uh, so here's the thing with this. Like I watched the Congress, the hearings, When the generals and the the SecDef were up there and they're saying, nope, we told Biden, we told the president to stay. We told him to leave 5,000 troops. We told him to do this because, or we advised, excuse me, because this would happen. And Joe Biden, the president of the United States, the commander in chief, no matter how you want to put anything on Trump at that moment, you can't because he's the one that ultimately made that decision. Nope. End it. It was his decision to make. Nobody else could have made it. And he never, he didn't listen. He didn't listen to his trusted advisors. He went out on his own and he got 13 people killed unnecessarily. Marines go to war. We die. That's what we do. I don't get upset about that because that's our job. But when it's completely 100% avoidable, and unnecessary it's horseshit joe it's absolute horseshit he had decorated respect generals telling him to not do this don't freaking do this and he did it anyways he did it anyways joe and that his one decision got marines killed period i i afghanistan will ever forever go down in the history books as a surrender and as an epic failure,
0: period we we spent epic- way too much money. We lost way too many lives to walk away from that the way we did. You know, again, tr- Trump's put the wheels in motion. as I mentioned to you, um, uh, it was Trump who who let the head of the Taliban out of prison to get involved in negotiations. And honestly, that would have been Trump's problem had Trump won re-election. I don't know what he was thinking going forward. He was going to have to deal with that guy. Somebody was going to have to deal with that guy. Again, I'm stunned at the fact that Joe Biden and his administration took the word of the Taliban, who, by the way, right now swears things are cool there. Don't listen to all the people screaming about the human rights violations, Joe. Um, again, you know, James, I, I, I expressed, I think, just last week on the show that Donald Trump's relationship and attitude towards Vladimir Putin, it was off-putting to me, and it made me really suspicious with that Trump Russia investigation. It looks like again, just weird and 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 sketchy, and in the end, we we didn't find anything. But uh, this, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I I struggle with that stuff, man. I, I, I really I do. It, but, I yeah. do. It
1: looked, perception was weird there, but I want to point this out last week, under Trump, North Korea, China, Russia, Iran, anywhere in the Middle East, you really didn't hear a peep out of them. There were no threats under Trump. He treated them differently people didn't like it, myself included. But he treated those world leaders differently. And we had four years of sustained peace, really. And now Joe Biden comes in and Russia's about to friggin' invade Afghanistan or uh uh invade uh uh God oh my I'm having a brain fart here oh, you know what I'm talking about there. I do. I don't know why I can't think of the name right now. I but I really can't. It's, it's just, all right. Uh, it's just not. It's just not uh, acceptable, in my opinion. As a uh, as a twenty year Marine who's been in combat, who's had lives, you know, I've been responsible for people's lives. It's just unacceptable to have the information that he had to have the the advice that he had to have to have every possible angle given to him and he still made a, the wrong decision and he knew i don't understand why like i don't i really don't like what what part of his base said nope let's get out of there like what part of it was it the very very progressive was it the centrist like i don't even know i'm genuinely asking maybe you could tell me but I don't I really I don't know. remember seeing a lot of, I don't remember seeing a lot of pressure for him to pull out of there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It it, it was one of those things where uh, he said that a while ago and uh, seemed just super intent on on doing it. Listen, I, I, I've I, never understood, and I mean, I understand you're the president and you're the commander-in-chief, but there's a big difference between George Washington and David Eisenhower and even a George Bush senior uh, than there is a lot of these other guys who are politicians and don't have any military experience whatsoever. And, you know, again, I think at the end of the day, it's easy to ignore military advice and err on the side of what your political cause is. And obviously that did not work out. It, it did not work out at all. So, so the Quinnipiac uh,
1: poll that I saw, I was watching today shows that that is the defining moment where his approval ratings just tanked. the Afghanistan.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, there's been so much fake outrage. In his administration There's been so much of it Mostly from the people that complained About all the fake outrage uh, uh, During the during the Trump years They're not wrong But they're doing the same thing it, it, This is a, a stupid pattern Of ridiculousness Is, is kind of where we're at right now um, So all in all I think we're saying Where do we got Joe Down uh, C minus D plus area Overall as, as a president
1: yeah, not I think if we average
0: each other out, it's a D, it's a C minus. It's a it's a very low C minus. It's it's borderline on the D. <laughs> and we're you know, um, we're in on a curve and we're being, you know, we're being gracious. Hey, we are, aren't we? All right. Uh that is gonna do it for this week. Next week, uh, we've got to talk about two Republicans. Two Republicans who have recently called the other one not a real conservative. Newsflash, neither one of them is a conservative. Uh, We'll get into Crenshaw and Marjorie Taylor Greene next week. And then also, for some reason, and it you don't normally see this, but did you see Dan Crenshaw? This blew my mind. Uh, Got into it with a 10-year-old. Not like Matt Gates gets into it with 10-year-olds, but verbally into an argument with a 10-year-old girl Uh, And the crowd didn't like Crenshaw. They weren't feeling him in the moment. Uh, The Republicans, that fringe minority group of Republicans is starting to eat itself alive. And so I, for the life of me, can't understand where Lindsey Graham's positioning to be super pro-Trump when he should be with McConnell and Chuck Grassley and the old guys trying to pull this thing back, trying to get it back. They, towards conservatism. they know they can't
1: that's just it
0: i think they can and i think they're afraid of if they if they blow it and he starts primarying people that they're all screwed and i tell you what i think if you learned anything from georgia and if you learn anything from these last couple of primaries in special elections donald trump's political pull is not as powerful around the country. It's got its pockets, but it's right now I feel like it's very limited. And if the Republicans really wanted to take this party away from Trump, I think they could. I think the fear is there and James, there's always another election right around the corner, you can't take that risk. Anyway. All right. No, that's on I, next I, uh... week's show. That's yeah. for next week's Don't show. Trump. That's it. Um, anyway, so that's going to do it for us for this week. Make sure you check us out at clovercrestmedia.com. Use backslash divided we stand. You'll also find us on Facebook. We invite you to come join our Facebook group, post a lot of stuff in there. Always looking for your opinions as well. You could also tweet at me at podcaster Joe. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, comment, all that stuff. We do deeply appreciate it. Jimmy Battisti, as always, my friend, thank you so much for joining us on tonight's show. I'm Joe McGuire. That's going to do it for us on Divided We Stand. Good night. So, Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming
1: a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting, so a lot of fun.
0: Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far?
1: Helping people, especially like first-time homebuyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. I'm um, so excited to help them. So it's
0: a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So... I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm
1: doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help
0: them find the right home. last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTVB Realty is?
1: People over paychecks do the damn thing.
0: And that's what we do.